welcome to podcast. Okay. <laughs> welcome back to Buffs and Nerfs. An accurate description. It is. It is literally a podcast. I am your host, Andrew Lanza. With me is my co-host, Sam Hall. How you doing? I am doing wonderfully today. It's, you know, the sun is not shining. The birds are staying inside, keeping in their place. And, you know, there's just a lovely blanket of gray dreariness over the city. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, like, if every day was gray, it would be bad. But, like, when... You know, when you have those great, the sweet ain't as sweet without the bitter. It's like, it makes those sunny days all that much more better when you have those gross days. So, so I'll take them. Sorry, I've got to just make an apology to Boyan. You'll probably have to turn down the eye roll that I did when he said the sweet isn't as sweet without the bitter. So I believe I said the sweet ain't as sweet without the bitter. Yeah, I think it was the ain't that made me go, ugh. ugh. It's only. Anyway, so we got ourselves, we're back with another episode of Buffs and Nerfs. A video game podcast presented by the fine folks at the Mine Refinery. Please Shout out to the Mine Refinery. Big ups, Mine Refinery. If you would be so inclined, you can check out Mine Refinery um, at the Mine Refinery on you know Instagram, on uh, Twitter. Shit, I think one of them has a the and one of them doesn't. Anyway, search Mine Refinery on your platform, YouTube, whatever. It'll all come up. We got tons of good stuff. Give, give, give us a look-see. There's more podcasts. There's culinary content. There's stuff about cosplay. There's documentaries. There's music videos. It's all free. Like, what are you doing? Go check it out. After wow. this podcast. After that, this podcast. That, that was like the most aggressive pitch for a company I'm fucking tired of it. I'm fucking You're tired, tired of it. you not checking out the Mind Refinery. I I'm get it. I'm fucking sick of it. Wake up, sheeple. Thank you. Three minutes in. Actually, that's way less than three minutes because we had a big preamble. But yeah, yeah, we're we're already riled up here. Anyways, the angriest podcast. <laughs> no, I'm sure there are much angrier ones. So yeah, so today we're gonna talk. You know, Steam released their. Uh, you know, they they released their prototype, and you know, they uh, announced that they're releasing a portable gaming console called the Steam Deck. So we're gonna talk about that and go into a little bit more about just you know. Um, game like handheld gaming and portable gaming and mobile gaming just in general um but first um as always we like to dabble in the news again we're not a news channel you're not going to get all the up-to-date info of all time here but you know we might actually lie to you we go out of our way to be untruthful so Mm. be wary it's like two truths and a lie and it's just constant anyway yeah so we were talking a little bit before and you told me something apparently like i had no idea about so so hit me with this truth bomb sir well it turns out not a few months after our episode about uh detective pokemon and the uh, detective pikachu please detective pikachu sorry 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 to all our pokemon listeners uh shout outs to them the Netflix has now been well rumored on every site, confirmed on Variety to be producing a live-action Pokemon series. That's right, we called it by talking about a live-action movie months, almost a year or two after it came out. So, are we big influencers at Netflix? I don't know, but Buffs and Nerfs might be going into a live talk show format on Netflix. I actually that would actually be so sick, honestly. Just like yeah. a. Like Great. you and I on like a, Get a taste like, that like a sweet panel. sweet Netflix money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hmm. Mm. Make mm. it happen. Start a change.org petition or something. Oh, I've 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 
I'm banned from that site. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna delve further into that. Well, I uh, set up a rival site called Remain.org where it's like, don't change a damn thing. It's just the conservative website. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I had no idea, and I'm like, man, like I'm on, I'm on the Twitters a lot. I'm on, I'm on, you know, the Pokemon the subreddits. Yeah, I'm on the YouTubes, and the I heard, spaces. oh yeah, I mean, Pikachu's, Geosities. Pikachu's in my in my top eight friends. Are you are you kidding me? Not number one. He's like number seven. I only had Tom. That's sad. But hmm. yeah, no, I had like I had no idea. I had not heard about this. So this is huge. I don't know if it's. I, I read the article super quick. I skimmed it right, right before we uh, started recording. But it seems like they're in very early development, and I'm yeah. curious as to if it's going to be like in the same universe. I mean, I guess it's the Pokemon universe, but each like each iteration of the Pokemon universe is its own canon. Like the TV, like the anime has its own canon, the manga has its own canon, and the uh, video games have their own canon. Obviously, there's a ton of overlap between the uh, medium, but the media. Well, Sorry, I actually have a question that's very relevant that I've always wanted to ask, and this is a perfect time because I'm interrupting and I apologize. In the video games, like, you've got Pokemon Sun and Shield, Pokemon Star and Moon, Pokemon Captain and Sneal, like, do, which, are they part of one universe? Like, in theory, if you were, yes. if the game was big enough, you could go, like, oh, I'm going to go over yes, to the where Red and yes. Star. Yeah. They're actually, like, you, like, you can actually see, and, like, that's what everybody wanted for the switch game is like you can see a map of the entire and there's there's like the kanto region the Sinnoh region the yanova region the galar region like there's all these different regions mm -hmm. but if you like you can zoom out on each region and see how they connect and originally the second uh generation of uh pokemon you actually the end game was actually going back to the first region from the first game and like that was like mind-blowing like back in the day oh, you're like you like beat the game and you're like we're going we're going back to uh characters carry over between the games like is there a guy mm -hmm. who was in the first one who's in the second one it's like yes. oh this guy again you fight you fi the original trainer his name is in canon red from the first game you like climb like a mountain and then like like have a battle with him as like an old grizzled man like in, in another game and you like battle him like you poke a battle him so yes there mm. is there is there's not like a direct timeline like there probably is if you like go into if there's like some like crazy like pokemon history but um mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're all connected. They all refer to each other. They're, like, as I said, if you if you look at a map, like, you can zoom out and you can, like, see how... And, like, all the regions are, like, based on, like, regions of Japan and stuff like that. And there's, like, a lot of them are based on parts of Japan. And uh, some of them, like, X and Y, I believe, is based on, like, Paris. The newer one, uh, Sword Shield, I, I believe, is based on Germany. Again, this is, like, so off the top of my head. And I didn't expect we were going to be going here. So I didn't, like, what do any... What time this period just, of Germany? Like... I mean, what, okay, time current, good, good. What, what time period of okay, what time period of Germany had Pokemon in it? Um, but I mean, it's like it's like everything's always like an idealized version of that place, like mm -hmm. you know what I mean. But yeah, so I I like as a roundabout way getting back to my point, I wonder if it's going to be in the direct like canon or like world of the Detective Pikachu movie. I assume that they'll probably like you know share some of the same maybe places or whatever maybe the same kind of like fundamentals of the world but i wonder if it's going to be like a direct kind of adjacent to 
this is interesting because i actually feel it's going to be the other way it's going to be the same concept people are wandering around and pokemon are real but i think that the movie i mean that's w- the po- that's what yeah. pokemon is yeah like that's what i mean like in that sort of same and they interact in the same way where everyone has a pokemon blah blah, blah maybe maybe not but i feel they're gonna probably if i was writing the series i would want to stay away from the movie not because the movie itself is bad or has any issues but it's more like i don't need to have the fallout from that film with all of Mewtwo and blah 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 and Bill Nye dying and taking over Mewtwo's, Mewtwo's body and then there's a whole well, thing I know, about I, know, right? like, saying... I feel like I feel like it won't even reference the movie well I'm just saying okay so the movie for instance takes place in a city called Rhyme City and this city yeah. was created for the movie so it's like Will they refer to it in a roundabout way? Like, will they refer to Rhyme City or something like that? I don't think, and I, again, I don't mean it's going to directly link into, like you said, like referencing Bill Nye or certain characters or having characters pop up, mm-hmm. but will they be canonically in the same universe? Like, you that's all. S- that's all you- I meant. Well, in that case, yeah, you might see something like uh, when they go through Pokeport, which is a Pokemon airport. Uh, you'll see like in, in the background of a shot while he's talking to somebody, you'll see a thing saying, visit beautiful Rhyme City. Something like that is probably about as far as they'll go. More like a little wink or a nod to it, but I don't think it'll be a, like, yeah, a direct. Yeah, I would prefer that, yeah. honestly. Like, let's, I, I'd be cool with having... Do something Yeah, I, I'd be cool with having a Detective Pikachu movie part two. I don't know how they do that because, you know, the, yeah, the, we the discussed titular the first character... One, yeah, the titular character is now Ryan Reynolds, spoiler alert. I think I did that backwards. But anyway, um, yeah, so I would like to see its own thing. I'm very interested. Netflix usually has a pretty decent one. Well, I mean, they just throw so much shit out. That... Yeah, like they have some good stuff, but they have some bad stuff. So hopefully it'll be good. And I feel like this is the kind of franchise and money behind this that kind of like with the Detective Pikachu movie, there's enough money and enough power. They'll be like, let's just shovel some extra cash to make this decent and good so it catches on not a oh this is this weird book series the 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 australian harry potter let's just throw 50 bucks at it and see if it sticks yeah yeah so i guess moving on Mm -hmm. the piece of unless you had anything to add no i don't really we've covered it i I hope it it works it's not really my cup of tea but i'm curious no and and as i said come up with the idea they owe us royalties oh yeah money please mm. yeah so my um, uh, what i wanted to or talk a shiny about Ponita. yes exactly what i wanted to talk about were these uh startling allegations that are now coming out with uh activision blizzard and you currently have the uh, state of california suing activision blizzard over these uh very very strong allegations so uh how familiar are you with with this not particularly i read it like i sort of skimmed the the headlines and i know that there's some issues with the workplace environment there but i don't really know the nitty-gritty oh details. yeah work uh issues okay so i want to preface this by saying you know uh trigger warning for those listening um you know there's going to be very strong uh talk of you know uh sexual assault sexual misconduct you know um workplace harassment all, all that sort of thing so um if you would like to fast forward i'm not sure how long we'll talk about this but uh you know you can you you can skip ahead if this is not something you'd like to hear about and i completely understand so there's essentially been allegations that uh the workplace ecosystem and kind like it's just like a frat like it's just like a frat mentality with like just like men getting promoted over you know women specifically you know especially like women over uh, women of color you know just drinking on the job leaving many women to you know pick up the slack i heard reports of like like apparently there's like 
like cubicle crawl or something like that where like these guys are literally getting like blackout drunk and then they just go from like cubicle to cubicle like harassing women like what the fuck what fucking year is it honestly like this is what is this fucking madmen even madmen they would go like that's a little much yeah i mean obviously i'm making you know i'm yeah no o- over exaggerating here but yeah and then even to the point again trigger warning that there was a woman who after years of like assault and she was like in like an intensely like like uh there's she's like in a relationship with like another co-worker and apparently like like uh nudes of her were like passed around like you know just flagrantly in the office on a work place trip like on a work outing she committed suicide and like that is just absolutely heartbreaking to me that Mm. like you know somebody's work and like somebody's you know the place where they go to make a living is causing this you know to this level and it's just i like these allegations are just startling and then what's even more just sickening was activision blizzard's response to this whole thing they came Uh-oh. out with like like a press release like oh this is this is like just like the state of California trying to like throttle like like big business again no 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 Ooh. like completely like disregarding the allegations so now you have like completely like like saying they're false like disregarding them whatever you want to call it so now you see a lot of the uh, studios at Activision Blizzard and under their umbrella that have essentially done work stoppages. Like there's apparently like no work being done on the new, like on the current, like on the World of Warcraft, like the upcoming expansion. Yeah, I remember expansion. reading that, yeah. There's like a lot of other studios that have essentially just like stopped working because of this absolutely just disgusting response from Blizzard Activision. So, yeah, it's just like it's I I hope that, you know, that this is going to be the catalyst for change, because, again, I hear, you know, obviously this isn't, you know, not only is this not relegated to only Activision Blizzard, I'm sure this is, you know, rampant in, um, you know, the video game industry, but it's like, you know, it's pretty it's, uh, you know, it's doesn't it's not just exclusively in the video game industry, too. So, you know, hopefully with, you know, things like this, that's going to be a catalyst for, for, for the change. And, you know, we're, we're going to see hopefully, you know, some, some progressive leaps in the, in, in the near future. Yeah, no, this is a shockingly disturbing news. I mean, my God, how hard is it to have a respectful workplace? I mean, I, I don't, I don't like really have said, much more to say. Like you said, what year is this? Like, yeah, this is fucking like 1982. Like what the fuck? It seems like 10 years ago we went through a bunch of like places doing this like okay here's the thing don't drink on the job don't drink heavily with coworkers. i'm not saying don't go out for a beer with workers at the end of the week or something like that but like i don't know this and then for uh the response by blizzard if they said basically oh, this is just california trying to stuff ooh, blizzard you're not a good look you fucking dicks so ooh, i'm I'm borderline. If I played any Blizzard or Activision games, I would stop playing them, but I don't. So yeah, no, that's that's terrible news. That's that's awful. That's Absolutely just, terrible. What the hell? So as I said, if there's any good that's going to come out of this, is hopefully you know this will yeah. be the catalyst to some change. And like you did have former Activision Blizzard, you know, higher ups that used to work at the company that have come out and you know apologized and you know expressed how you know sad they are. I mean, obviously it's pittance and you know it's it's not like you know it doesn't mean a whole lot at this time but at least they're acknowledging the problem and apologizing for it and like you know hopefully taking steps maybe you know reevaluating how they acted 
in the past and maybe taking steps to like, you know, better, you know, their current workplace environment and themselves. So hopefully that's, oh, yeah, sorry. as I was, I was just going to say, hopefully that, that, you know, this is, this is going to be a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to hear they're apologizing, but I think we're past the point where somebody higher up and going, we apologize. What we did was wrong. This does not reflect our values. This is a workplace environment where we'd like to respect it. Blah, 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 blah. Like I want to see action. I think we need to be at a oh, point of course, where but the first step is at least acknowledging it. Yeah, it is. But at this point, when you hear about things like this, you hear about the apology and I want, I want to see concrete change. The apology I agree. Is I agree. I'm just saying and I don't, le- at least they're acknowledging it because Blizzard Activision mm. officially is not. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying round of applause to these people. I'd like to, to see an acknowledgement that immediately includes a, we fucked up, this is wrong, here's what we're doing, and here is proof of what we're doing. We have hired this group to come in and consult and manage. We are analyzing yeah, this. Like, course, not just saying, course. we're sorry, we'll take a look at it. So, I, I don't know. Of course. I'm just saying that at least these people are acknowledging it as opposed to Blizzard I don't think it's enough. Officially. I don't think it's enough just to acknowledge it. So I don't think it's enough. I know, but you don't know their response either. You don't know their exact response either. And I said, no, I know their response. I said they apologize. And, and I also said, I also said, hopefully they're going to, you know, t- and they said, you know, they're looking anyway, whatever. I'm not giving these guys a round of applause. I'm just saying at least they're acknowledging it. That's all I'm saying. Not enough. Yeah. Okay. We agree with that. Anyway, all right, moving on. If you now, hopefully, if you skip, skip that last part, you are now at our current topic of we're talking about the new uh, Steam Deck that uh, Steam released, which is their foray into uh, the handheld gaming market. Um, you know, some touting it as like a Switch killer, especially with you know Switch finally releasing their new version. Everybody thought it was going to be a hardware upgrade for like you know they, everybody thought there was going to be a Switch Pro because I mean the Switch when it came out was already dated technology. Now mm-hmm. it's what four years going and you know it's really starting to show its age so finally switch released its you know new model and essentially it's like a bigger screen yeah that's that's it you know you're the nintendo expert here why is it that they always seem to release something that's like three years technically technologically i'm glad you asked i'm glad you asked actually i think we talked about this on another episode i'll be i i will be happy to to dive back in ever since and this harkens back to our topic which is quite topical especially with the uh game boy like so if i'm we're gonna look at the original game boy as like a case point for this so the original game boy came out and it was big it was bulky it had its dot matrix screen you look at it now you're like damn this is dated when it came out in like whatever 1980 whatever it was already dated what nintendo is able to do is they're really able to take kind of an existing hardware and not only they're able to mass produce it cheaply, they have the experience of, you know, the past whatever, five years, 10 years of uh, designers designing software for said hardware. So they really know how to exploit that power. So you have something that can be produced cheaply that can be produced, you know, very like you can produce software very efficiently mm-hmm. for it and maximizing it's uh, the hardware's potential because, you know, it's already been out for so long. And thirdly, it's for kids they can make that shit robust as fuck. So it's really that three-prong technique. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it. It allows them also to innovate. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of... They don't need to be focused on, like, the most 
like the the beefiest hardware, the most teraflops, the craziest processors. No, 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 no. They can kind of safely like everybody's moving on to that next thing. We're comfortable back here. We can kind of live in this space and really innovate it. And that I think again leads itself to that whole like you have software designers uh, that have been designing on this kind of hardware for the last you know five ten years whatever. Right. Anyway, so yeah, so also you know money. Um, they're like, they can, you know, make, sell a, create a, pro- a product for X amount of dollars and sell it for Y. And if X is so much cheaper than Y is just bigger, pro- yeah. you know, it's just bigger, uh, profit for them. Could I, I figured that cost it. was part of it, but I, the other stuff you said makes sense, especially the part about kids. Like since they are very specifically creating the vast majority of their games for children and kids, they want a system that kids can drop or whatever and not break immediately yeah. sort of having yeah. said that the switch is pretty damn like droppable? it's no not droppable i'd say it's quite uh it's quite fragile i don't like i like you i would i mean it's big but i'm like looking at it right now mm-hmm. um it's just it's not as like I feel like as durable as I mean every I'd say every iteration has been slightly less durable, but I don't know, especially with like their Joy Cons. Like there's been notoriously like issues with like the Joy Cons mm-hmm. and the Joy Con drift, and yeah. Having said that, do you travel around with it? Because I know part of the big part of the Switch is the fact that you can take the uh, the smaller screen part anywhere you go. Like on the TTC, we live in Toronto. I have not. I have only played it at home. Um, I, ha- I do have a case for it. I bought a case off Amazon, have like a little case for it that if I did travel with it, I would stick it in there. I just haven't had a necessity to, especially with like mm. like the pandemic. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe if I was more inclined to be like if I was going on like a long train ride or something or like a long plane ride, I 100% would bring it in a charger. 100%. But I know at the same time, like I have my 3DS with a like huge library of games. I have my three, my DS with a huge library of games. So it's like, uh, like Pokemon Go on your phone. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we're 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 getting far too into that. Mm. I want to talk about the Steam Deck first. So Steam released uh, its new uh, hardware called the Steam Deck. It is. It looks like. It looks like a Switch, pretty much. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger. I mean, also, it's like, what else are you really going to do with it? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that is what a handheld would be. But yeah, so it's like beefy. It's black. It runs the Steam OS. It's got uh, two thumb pads. It's got, D-pad, it's got a D-pad. It's got uh, face buttons. It's got like two little thumb kind of mouse pads. It's got like shoulder buttons. It's got back buttons for like your fingers on the back. I've heard good things about the feel of it. I've wa- mm-hmm. I watched a couple people with like a hands-on. A lot of people say that the uh, actual button presses are a little gummy and not like I like my button presses to be very like kind of clicky as opposed to like kind of like a gummy like I like more of like the PlayStation click as opposed to like the Xbox gum if that makes sense, you know what I mean? I'm actually going to press an Xbox controller button right now. Yeah, I see what you're saying by gum. Yeah, it's kind of like it, like it's not a bad thing. Like don't get me wrong, it's like definitely like again, I just play on playstation controllers like since you know forever Mm -hmm. and then having said that the uh actually the switch controller is actually the switch pro controller is actually so money so i was talking shit about not shit but i was saying how like the switch is quite fragile the um switch pro controller which is kind of like more of like a standard kind of traditional controller is one of the best controllers i've ever used can you use it on a pc do you use it there 
probably I have. Yes. Yes, you can. Because actually I heard a lot of people on the PC subreddit being like one of the best controllers I've ever used is the Switch Pro. Yeah. The Switch Pro. I don't know if you can. I don't know if it's just like a standard plug and play or I have like that little app on my computer that. Yeah. Like, the one. Yeah. Like detects the input. I don't know if it would work the same. Anyway, I'm sure there's some easy work around it if it's not plug and play. Yeah. So anyway, so just I'm going to throw it to you. What are your high level thoughts of the Steam Deck? Well, the first thing I always, I thought of when I heard that they were kind of Steam Deck was I thought of the Steam controller from, I'm going to say like five years ago, something like that. Steam doesn't have a great record when it comes to hardware, but that said, I mean, if it... Yeah, there's been yeah. a bunch of flops. Especially if, if it's something where it's easy for me to link it to my uh, uh, Steam account, then... Oh, it will yeah. be. It, oh, yeah. it will be. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it's a fairly decent idea. I'm surprised someone else hasn't tried a full... Uh, essentially portable pc i think is what they're kind of go for but not like a laptop it makes sense i'm not surprised that it's shown up other than it's one of those ideas of thing but i am very like first of all i'm not really much of a mobile gamer except for the occasional thing on my phone while sitting on the bus sort of thing so i don't have that i've never been when i'm traveling long distance gone like oh i really wish i had my uh, playstation with me i've always just like eh, i'll read a book or something but i'm i'm cautiously optimistic i'm interested but it, A, it definitely won't be a day one purchase for me. And B, I want to kind of, it's one of those pieces of technology where I was like, okay, this is neat. I want to, I'm going to think about it a year after it comes out. Then I'll see what, once it's been put through the ringer by all the people who bought it sort of thing. So, oh yeah, yeah I'm, overall, I'm, I'm, it's a good idea, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm never an early adopter. I am yeah. not an early adopter at all. First of all, just for the fact that like, all the kinks are going to get like you're you're paying like you're paying the most amount of money for the smallest library to fucking beta test hardware. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it's is like, a foil of design philosophy now with a lot of products. Yeah. Let me wait a year out and you get the version, you know, 1.1 or 1.2 or whatever um, with like the kinks ironed out. You got a couple of games. The launch titles are on sale. You have a price drop let's go i'm there yeah obviously i mean this gen with you know ps5s being hard to come by at least for another year it's a bit different currently but generally like man i would always wait a year uh again i won my ps4 very close to the release but other than that like i'd i always waited a while until i would get a piece of hardware truth be told as a sidebar there really isn't a lot out for the ps5 that's amazing i mean i'm my big playing on it is ghost of tsushima which came out for the ps4 sort of thing so yeah, pretty much I, I'm in agreement with you. Like, I think it's super cool. Will it be the Switch killer? I believe probably not because no. the whole thing about Nintendo hardware is is it plays Nintendo games. And until Nintendo licenses out their titles, they have obviously a monopoly on that. Okay, with Nintendo Switch, with the portability, it's part of the culture of Nintendo where it's like, I mean, they've had... Uh... I don't know if portability is the right word for what I'm looking for, but it sort of feels like it makes sense with them. This The deck, on the other hand, when you take a step back, cool idea. It's like, oh, PC gaming is very much a stay where you are. You don't have people like cracking open laptops and playing uh, COD on the streetcar. Mm. Maybe you do a little bit, but not much, right? Like, I it's mean, very much... Maybe it's a sedentary sh- thing, and I don't think it necessarily... The PC gaming culture is as... Like, I don't think there are PC gamers there going like, oh, God, I would really love to be playing my thing on a streetcar. There might be, and I'm sure there are, but I don't think it has the same sort of mobility 
desire that like a console gaming does well I, th- I think it's more built into the dna of, of nintendo but i mean i yeah, think that's maybe, what i'm saying yeah. so i think that i potentially some of the reason that it's not built into the computer dna like pc gaming dna is that it's prohibitively like like it's large there obviously are gaming laptops that you know notoriously are not the best so i think like yeah you don't see people generally like you know whipping out their pc like their laptop to play cod on the streetcar like you said but i think that's because you know it doesn't necessarily exist like you don't see a huge amount of people with laptops out on the streetcar and when you do they're usually doing like you know businessy type shit again you need like a fucking like mouse pad to play you need like you know what i mean like it's like it's not it, it it's it's like you said it's it's more of like a sedentary thing but i think that that is because it is a sedentary thing like i said like i i think that now that you know you are putting into the hands of of uh gamers literally that you will see people whipping it out on the streetcar it's going to lend itself now and like you said like like this is a portable like it is a portable pc like this thing is being touted essentially as a portable pc it runs steam os but also you can wipe it and you can like well steam os i think is like a like a linux kernel i believe like i believe it's like a like linux based but you can like put any like you can put ubuntu on it you can put windows on it like you know what i mean you can you can turn this thing into um it's it's essentially a, a like a portable pc and i saw like you can like dock it up to your monitor you can you know put in you know keyboard mouse whatever and it's functionally a mini pc like you can like you can use it exactly like you would any sort of pc which i think is super cool and like you said obviously this is going to hinge on whether or not like the steam integration is going to be there and like i'm pretty sure it will be like it's going to be there it's going to be perfectly integrated into the whole system all throughout you're going to have your steam library at your fingertips you're going to have save states you're going to be able to like go in between games you're going to be able to like play a game on your steam deck play like from the same uh, spot on your pc whatever you're going to have cloud saves it's all going to be integrated very nicely obviously this is what they're saying we'll see if it's implemented that way yeah in in the long run but yeah i mean obviously they're they're saying all this stuff they're aim like also i what i was hearing is that it's on par with like the ps4 xbox one uh specs so what i know they're aiming that like it's gonna be 720 it's gonna be i think they're um saying it's guaranteed to run games at 30 fps 720 but most games will be running at 60 so that's super cool like 720 on that little screen and then you know 60 fps potentially like that's fucking that's pretty sweet yeah no i mean i think it's uh it's an interesting idea i really do hope the technology pulls it off but i'm definitely like like you said i think a year's wait is what i would if anyone was to ask me what i would recommend because i'm pretty sure like like you were saying they're gonna say oh it'll integrate perfectly with your steam account uh we'll see how that plays out in practice plus also i wonder if there's going to be a thing where not every game is compatible with the deck even though apparently i heard every on hands on like people have tried they every single game they threw at it it has worked perfectly oh that's great every single game they're like i remember reading this review that was like we tried to like like fuck it up and like we couldn't so i mean obviously these are like the test kits that they're sending devs like obviously these things are going to potentially you know maybe not be at the same level that like you know the a mass marketed one might not be at the same level as as like the one that they ship out to 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 press uh and and things like that 
Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Like again, I'm not. I'm not gonna early adopt. Like, look at fucking so much shit. Like, look at Stadia. Like, congrats to the early adopters of Stadia, guys. You guys did it. Like, wow. I, <laughs> Picking on those guys, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you heard it here. Stadia users, I have nothing against you, and I'm sorry it didn't quite work out. But hey, you know what? It was a valiant effort. You guys are great. Stay beautiful. Wow. That's like the first bit of. Anyway, that's like the first bit of positivity I've heard towards the, the, the Stadia community. Yeah, they need it. Anyway, so it's Poor like, yeah, bastard. I just like it's I, for me, I think the integration with Steam and all that stuff, I feel like that's going to work pretty well. What I'm more worried about, to be honest, is the hardware. I feel yeah. like I feel like, oh, like on the first gen of the Steam decks, like the fucking trackpad on the left doesn't work properly. Like the shoulder button like has like like I feel like by maybe like the, the first hardware revision. I would probably say a, fir- a few months after the first hardware revision, I would grab it. Yeah. That's when uh, I would grab it. I think for me, uh, I'm curious about the internals because when you were saying, oh, it's like a PS4, I'm like, okay, that's great for games up until about two, three years ago. And considering this isn't coming out for another year. 720 though. 720, remember that. 720, yeah, which will make it obviously uh, reduce the demands on the system. But it definitely becomes like, honestly, I have a... St- thing that can handle 60 frames most modern games at home again i i think what this all boils down to is i like the idea i think it's neat integration and like we've discussed i think it'll take a year before it's fully up to spec but i think it's also just not necessarily for me because unlike you i'm not really a mobile gamer so i'm like i don't need to carry a pc around with me i think this is the basic takeaway from that but hey i i hope it works out great yeah, so I guess that'll kind of leapfrog us perfectly into our history with mobile gaming, kind mm-hmm. of our just like thoughts on mobile gaming generally. And I say mobile gaming, I mean handheld gaming slash mobile gaming. And I mean, mobile gaming now is more generally kind of connected phones and with, iPhones. Yeah, yeah. Phone, <laughs> phones and iPhones. Oh my God, I meant to say iPads. Phones and <laughs> I iPads. Know, I was like, phones and iPhones. And yeah. the Razor. I had a Crazer. That was my I had first a razor. Phone. I had a razor, but I flipped phone back. It was fucking boss, man. I know. I, I had the Crazer, which was like the smaller oh, version. Of the, it's like the smaller version of the razor. It was like, like, like not so width wise, not so. Flat. Oh, maybe I had a Crazer then, because I don't remember it being exceptionally big, but it was a flip phone. It was like so cool. Oh yeah, there's something satisfying with the flip phone, like hanging up on somebody when you're mad, and like also oh. I remember, I also remember like like answering it, like doing like that whip out, like you kind of like whip it out and like it would like open at the same time as like, like you pulled it out of your pocket and like that felt pretty boss. Or you do like the very, like you finish a conversation, like you're with somebody and you look at them and you just do that contemptuous look. And you close the thing slowly with this, like, I hate who's ever on the other end. It was, it, it was great for uh, affectations and emoting the crazer or razor. I was thinking about uh, texting in T9. Remember T9? Like, not like, really pressing each number like say you wanted like oh yeah like, yeah, you have to yeah, press yeah, each number yeah, like yeah. say you have to like press like a five like twice like for yeah i don't even know what, what the fucking does that want to keep it oh yeah it does so like if you wanted to do k you'd have to press like five twice if you wanted a v you'd have to press eight three times and anyway. if you did like a letter twice in a row you had to go like five 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah and then and then by the end like they would have like the predictive text like that that would pretty much take care of it but yeah and then you could still see the people now that like text like that where it's like dude like instead of writing the letter u you can add a, a y and an o in there and it would take just as yeah. much time i think we're past the point where we needed to be shorthanding conversations like unless maybe i'm doing stuff like it... lol or stuff that's fine but like when it's like you are too cute which i get all the time that text is just 
bombard you. Sorry, I'll, I'll 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 tone it down. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, I I'll do it. Was... I'll still do it for like effect, though. Like if you're doing like like if you're trying to be funny or something, like I'll still do it like once in a while, or like same like yeah. an LOL or like an LMAO. But like those are its like own things. Those have become their like own things. Um, but yeah. Anyway, off topic. Proper grammatical punctuation is never off topic. Yeah, I agree. Uh, mobile gamings are mm-hmm. more on phones than iPhones. Anyway, so. I guess do do you want to do do, do you want to mm-hmm. start with uh kind of like your, your sure it'll be pretty thoughts? short um because my history with mobile gaming is really I okay. never had can, a... can I ask you one question mm-hmm. actually and like Fire I'd actually away. like to get your opinion on this so I was a little bit younger when the Game Boy came out mm-hmm. when the Game Boy came out what 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 was your mindset so how old were you when the Game Boy came out ish and like what was your like when you got when you saw this piece of hardware what what, what did you think sorry to kind of derail my initial mm. question I don't remember what year exactly the Game Boy came out but I remember some friends up, had, huh? well while you're looking up uh, some friends had one a friend of mine had one and I was kind of like ooh that is kind of neat I wish I could carry around a video game but I don't think it was huge for me I don't, I don't, I definitely was like, ooh, I'd love one, but I wasn't like, mom, get me a Game Boy. I was like, oh, yeah. No. I, I was right. So it was 1989. That's what I was guessing. 1989. So it was yeah. 12. I was four. So I definitely don't remember it. Yeah. No, I remember it coming out and it was sort of like, oh, that's neat. Kind of neat technology. Sure. I wanted one, but I was never blown away by it. Like, I mean, it had Tetris, which everybody played and was a lot of fun, but I, I think at that point I already been Iconic. playing Tetris on, on the PC, so it wasn't a brand new thing. I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've played this. Yeah, I was I was a PC gamer, Master Race snob, like in the 80s, everybody. <sighs> I'm a monster. But yeah, no, I mean, mobile gaming for the uh, with the Game Boy, it was sort of neat, but I, I wasn't blown away by it. But I also feel that the Game Boy was skewed, at least in the market-wise. I felt it was like, like I said, I was about entering my teens when it came out, so it was sort of more aimed at younger kids mm, i think i think actually i, don't know. I think that, that was my impression that was my impression i don't know i don't know it seemed like nintendo really with the pack-in of tetris really tried to appeal to a broader audience yeah, with that and, and i mean and i know he, it was ubiquitous a lot of people had them after a while yeah i remember like seeing like all sorts of people like playing it like i remember like being on the subway like as like a kid um, and seeing like people in suits like playing it and stuff like that on the subway. But yeah, ooh, was it eighties pastel suits with like the big shoulders? Oh yeah, you know they're shoulder pads. And it's like purple shirt, yellow power tie. Let's go. That's that's still a sick look. I'm not gonna lie. Eh, it depends on. The anyway, so yeah, so I'll go back to my first question. Th- th- thank you for that. I mean, that was that was a little bit interesting. Mm, um, I, so, I'm glad I finally could answer something for you. Uh, <laughs> finally, after all I'm these years, you the questions where it's like, what was it like to be fun? What's it like? To- <laughs> this human emotion you call no love. that's like that's like my favorite thing about you is like i'll be like i'll like hear something in passing like specifically about history and i'll be like sam how about this and you're like well to get there into are that actually four stages between feudalism and communism okay so first feudalism is all right different podcast let's let's move on yeah i'll be like hey well what do you think about this? like well to first before i get into that i need to get about get into this and let me I explain am a this. blowhard who loves the sound of his own voice so i appreciate it every time you ask well that's what we do on this podcast we're here to mm. feed your ego i forgot what the original question was though what is your history with gaming and like that's oh. uh, you i mean you talked about it a little bit there but uh, i'm sorry not gaming uh mobile gaming handheld slash mobile gaming well my history really begins i hate to say this like in the late 90s with snake on an iphone i as a kid i never shout had out snake shout out snakes i never had uh access to mobile 
gaming in the sense of handhelds whether you're talking like a full-on gaming system like the uh, uh we were just talking about a game boy uh or anything like the why do i think the lynx was a handheld was it the atari lynx yeah i think it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah, like I, know, I never things... actually i don't think i ever saw lynx in person i i i did once and it mauled my guide i ran away i was a coward i should have saved him <gasps> shout outs to the real sam hall whose identity i stole and beyond that i did i didn't really like the first mobile game i had like i said was basically snake on uh an, I, uh, not on an iphone or a mobile phone no a snake on uh just like this little clarinet fucking phone from the 90s that was like just dude that look- shit got us through some hard times yeah. though like oh yeah. like like back in the day we didn't have these fancy uh, we thought it was the only entertainment that was going to be available once the y2k bug crashed everything yeah and it's like uh-huh. we didn't have these fancy apps that told you yeah. when the bus was coming we sat there for 25 minutes and waited for the bus and yeah. what do we do in that time did we talk with with our compatriots did we look at the scenery around us absolutely not we played snake yep so yeah i would say my first real quote-unquote mobile gaming platform was actually just an iphone like i started like oh i can download some apps for this and i played a few i also had an ipad a little later that was sort of mobile gaming i guess if like lying on the couch in your living room is mobile gaming but the truth is is i've never been huge into it and i always find that i guess i'm so used to sitting and staring at a tv or a monitor that something about playing a game in my hands is fine and it's totally fun but it's just like it doesn't hold my attention for long and since i'm just usually doing when i'm on the ttc or something like that or on transit it's very short doesn't make a huge impact and i find also a lot of the gaming experiences i've had like games i've played are sort of fun for a little bit and then peter off but then again that's not necessarily all mobile gaming like that's maybe not something with the game boy or anything like that or the very classic famous atari Lynx. I think it's because since I use an iPhone, a lot of the games on there are designed to be like short play. There's a Star Wars game, but you're going to have to spend money if you want to speed up things or their adaptations of stuff like Minecraft or other games on there are fine. Their board game adaptations are fine. But yeah, so basically I would say my experience is essentially just games on an iPhone. Not much. If I'm going anywhere on a long trip, like on a train or something like that, I'm generally reading a book and that's just, I don't know. Yeah, so there we go, everybody. I am not a video gamer, it turns out. Andrew, how about you? What's your experience with mobile gaming, portable gaming? Yeah, I, uh, you know what? I, I, growing up, I had those little, like, Tiger Electronic guys. Remember those? Where it was oh, like, yeah, yeah, they were kind of like fake video games. It was more just like yeah, a, like an LED LCD yes, crystal yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah, those things were great. With, like, I do remember background. those. I, I didn't have any, like, but I remember those. Yeah, I remember I had, like, a Robin Hood one and, like, a race car one. So, like, I had that, like, from a very tight. young age pardon oh tight i was just saying tight to the oh, fucking yeah. race car game i think i remember that at least i remember seeing a, my friend had one of those and it was like pretty cool i think it was called like outrider or something like that anyway mm-hmm. so i remember playing those like back in the day and you know loving the shit out of those but like that's what i thought you know portable gaming was and then i remember playing uh, uh you know a lot of my friends had the game boy growing up a lot of my friends had the game gear which was sega's answer to it which i mean that kind of layout of the game gear now is pretty much what the steam deck and the switch are is like that mm-hmm. kind of like i might have been thinking of a game gear when i said Atari. yeah so like it's a, that horizontal kind of uh with like a screen in the middle d-pads or not d you know yeah d-pad on the side whatever now you have like the thumbsticks so i i'd play those like at friends houses and stuff i never owned one for a while and then i remember 
a little game we mentioned it earlier called Pokemon Red Blue came out. Now I was uh, already uh, in grade eight when this came out, so I was twelve or thirteen when this came 14? out. Sorry, what? Isn't it fourteen? Like you're six 14, in grade one. Well, you're yeah. fourteen in thirteen. In, uh, thirteen, in, yeah, it's grade yeah. nine. Yeah, yeah. Fourteen is grade nine. Yeah, it doesn't. Thirteen, matter. I skipped a grade. Okay, it doesn't. Matter. So yeah, so we uh, so I remember I was uh, Pokemon came out. I was like, you know, I was already a little bit old for it. Like, I mean, uh, obviously I'm older now and I still love Pokemon, but you know, at that time I was like, you know, I was like not advertising how much I loved it, but like I like watched the anime. Like I loved, like I remember I would go to like the website and like I like loved Pokemon. I'm like needed. I like I remember I uh, saved up for. I remember I went to uh, the flea market and they had a Game Boy Pocket, which was like the hardware revision to the Game Boy, which they made it a little bit smaller and it was a bunch of different colors. And I remember there was a Game Boy Pocket in green that my brother and I saved up for. I don't remember how much it was at the time. I think it was like 40 bucks or like 50 bucks or something. And I remember him and I saved up for it, got the Game Boy, but at the time, so in that like whatever that little period of time where we're saving up for the game boy like pokemon exploded in popularity and you just like could not find a copy of the game and i remember it was around christmas time and my brother and i were like asking my parents for like the game my parents were like we've looked like we can't find it we can't like we can't find it we've looked you look 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 couldn't find it so we resigned we're like all right we're not getting it and then i remember we were going to florida and i remember me and my brother being like maybe we'll find it in florida so that i remember that night like my parents went to like walmart like we were like gonna because my we would drive down to florida take two days we get hop in the car the fam and head down to florida so the night before we were gonna leave i remember my parents they're like okay we gotta go to walmart quick grab some like snacks and shit like you know whatever some last minute supplies for the trip we'll be back so me and brother just chilling whatever so as they're there little to like we didn't know but like as my parents are there they're like what is this huge hoopla going on in the electronics section? There was like damn near a riot in the electronics section. And there's like some like 16 year old kid, like flinging out like boxes of Pokemon games to like the clamoring masses. And my parents are like, kind of like scooched in there and like snagged a copy of uh, Pokemon red uh, for my brother and I, again, this is after like weeks of them telling us like, we've been looking, we can't find it. So I remember my parents were like, so like we loaded up the car the next day and we're like driving down to the States. And then like, I think we're in like, I don't know, like fucking like Ohio or something. And my parents are like, and my mom's like, Hey, uh, you guys, like we had these like kind of like little travel bags or whatever that we like kept all our shit in. She's my mom's like, Oh, Hey, like, I think I left something. If you guys, if you guys like go underneath, like, I think I left something and can you guys hand me that? And then I'm like, we're like, all right, okay, whatever. So we're like, start digging kind of like under our like bags and shit. And like, we, I don't know, we got shoes there and whatever and fucking pull out a Walmart bag with the Pokemon game in it. And my parents were like, ah, happy early Christmas present. We were going to give it to you at Christmas. We were like, ah, fuck it. Well, they didn't say fuck it. But they're like, <laughs> I was ah, going to say, damn. Ah, fuck it. We're like, you know what? Like, they're going to want to play in the car. Like, as I said, we were going down for Christmas. So it was like, probably like the 21st or something mm-hmm. already. So it wasn't like outlandish. Like, it wasn't like an early Christmas present in like October or something. It was like a couple days before. They're like, yeah, we thought like, okay, you guys will be able to play it on the drive down. And like, my mind was blown. I was like, oh my God, so fucking happy slammed that shit in my game boy and started playing right away 
biggest question for you. Okay, so they gave you the Game Boy. First of all, it seems no, no, like my brother and I, my brother and I saved up for the Game Boy. Oh, sorry, no, they gave you the game. Sorry, that, that immaterial. Now it seems, first of all, your parents are big on the whole like fake outs and stuff like. Because didn't they fake you out for the Nintendo? They were like, oh, we couldn't find. It. Oh, wasn't there one more gift? Yeah, the Super Nintendo. They wow, were like, your parents are just like, we have kids to have mind games. Oh yeah, um, that was like that was yeah that was Christmas. That all uh, that we we were like done opening all our Christmas gifts, and my parents were like, and like I remember not even literally my brother and I didn't even ask for it because we're like, mm-hmm. there's no way. Like I don't even. I think we might have like maybe asked in passing. My parents were like, oh, I don't know if that's gonna work. So then like just it wasn't even on my radar that of um a super nintendo was happening and then they're like they're like oh like i think we like left one more present like in the thing like uh i think yeah. I, uh, go go check it out and i was so like I'm, all right well what i'm just basically saying is shout outs to uh andrew's parents for their love of messing with their children's heads well at least they didn't do at least they didn't do it the other way where like sometimes you'll see kids like online they'll get like they'll like open a present and it'll be like a box at like an xbox box and they're like oh my god and they open it up it's socks and uh, they like start crying and i'm like okay but like give the xbox to the kid right right and then it just ends and i'm like i should have known fucker. you would stick up for your parents but my question is this so you had a game boy and you had the pokemon red blue or whichever one pokemon red, red it doesn't red. matter so there's the two of you how do you played are you just like is one person playing the other person leaning over the shoulder or is it like oh i'm gonna play for an hour you play for an hour how does that work how do you split something like that effectively okay. without one person going like that's a good question well so we as you said so notoriously pokemon only has one save as well and they do that on purpose so you have to fucking buy multiple copies yeah so the first playthrough was quote me and my brother played together we didn't i mean i like he was like over my shoulder for a lot of it like i let him play and i was like over his shoulder but like it was definitely very much my playthrough and then i beat the game whatever and then it's like all right time for my brother's playthrough and then it was just like deleting that save file was so like i didn't like cry or anything but i was like oh no like delete like i remember i caught mewtwo like did all the stuff beat the uh you you beat the um the the four the what are they called the final four it's not the final four i can't remember what they're called it's not a basketball thing yeah it's that's why i said it's not called the final four there's like the fucking i can't remember what the, elite four think elite four anyway whatever you you beat the final boss you beat your your thing you get mewtwo and reset the game let my brother play and then that's when i was like all right i had my fun with it let my brother hands off he played through i don't even think he beat the game i mean he was still like i don't know he was like nine at the time i'm sure he had like other shit going on and then there got to a point where like he was done with it and i was like okay can i reset it again and he's like yeah, yeah yeah go for it so then i reset it again and then like whatever played through it again anyway so that's long-winded way of me saying that ever since that time it's getting that green game boy i had been a nintendo fan i mean i didn't even realize it but since then i never had the game boy color but other than the game boy color which was a slight hardware revision it was like the game boy color could play game boy games and there were a few game boy specific color games that it would play and it would play older game boy games kind of in color like they would become like a like a three color palette game and you could like change like the color palette to like like red burgundy and orange or like green light green and like dark green like you know what i mean like it was it was like barely color it was like uh, ted turner's colorization of movies back in the 80s. oh not even that much it was like like literally like three it was like three color palettes it was like black and then like three shades of a color or something like that but anyway yeah so i i you know i had the 
the DS afterwards. Uh, or sorry, I had the Advance. I remember I bought the the, uh, the Game Boy Advance. That was a shit ton of fun. Played so much Mario Kart back in the day in high school. I remember playing like Mario Kart in like math class with like random kids I didn't even know, and we'd be sitting there in math class having like like six way Mario Kart uh, races uh, in. Um, or I don't think you could do six. But how are your we... grades? Uh, math that math class I failed hundred percent because of Mario mm. Kart hundred mm. percent. I'm not even I'm not even memeing. I'm not even goofing or gaffing. I one hundred percent failed that class, and it wasn't entirely because of Mario Kart, but it was also slightly because of Golden Sun as well. So you can't put all the blame on Mario Kart. Uh, so yeah. So then after the advance, I got a DS, and you know I played a shit ton of the DS because I had heard that R4 cards existed and I can neither confirm nor deny that I have used an R4 card but I that is I don't know what that is I was about to explain it um an R4 card is a card that essentially you just download games onto it's like it's like a micro flash card that plugs into like a, a Game Boy card and then you can like take out that micro card and put in like a USB uh, adapter and then you literally just load games onto it and you can fit like fucking like 200 games onto a like onto like a little micro uh, like a i don't know what they're called micro micro flash micro what are they called mm. like those little micro fucking cards i don't know you use them in like photography and shit like that yeah it's like a micro flash i think anyway so yeah so you i literally had like the entire catalog of i mean no no sorry i allegedly people who use these cards <laughs> had the entire catalog essentially at their fingertips and it was really cool too is because you could play a whole bunch of like uh region locked games games that like never came over from japan that people had localized online like fan localizations so you could play like localized japanese games or games that you know had been changed drastically uh for western audiences you could play them originally in like kind of like either the original form or like fan localized so that was super cool and then you know after that i got the 3ds and the 3ds was like massive i remember when i bought the 3ds i remember being in bed it was like you know i still worked night shift i, I worked night shift at the time i was in bed after it was like friday morning i had just finished work i was in bed and i was like i really want a 3ds i really want to buy 3ds i really want to play ocarina of time i really want to play ocarina of time and i was just like i could not sleep because that's all i was thinking of and i'm like fuck it i'm going to walmart and i literally like got out of bed put on my clothes and like went to Walmart. I lived on like at Duff on Dufferin before. So like going to the uh, Dufferin mall was like super, super close. Yeah. So it wasn't like, all right, I'm fucking, and it was like middle of summer or whatever too. So it wasn't like, all right, put on my snowsuit and like travel f four hours to the nearest Walmart. You have Walmart. a snowsuit as an adult? What's that? Like, yeah, I, I wish that'd be pretty sweet. I'd love a nice fucking one piece snowsuit. Yeah. You put it on, but then you'd have to go to the bathroom. You got little flies. Probably. I don't know. I haven't put on a snowsuit in like three decades. Yeah. So, and then after, obviously, after the 3DS, I got, I, well, I got the 3DS XL, which was just like a hardware revision to the 3DS that was bigger, which really fixed. So it added like a little thumb nub to it and allowed you to um, kind of like, you'd have like the, the circle slider. You'd have like the, essentially like a joystick, but it was like, it wasn't a joystick. You know, you, you had a 3DS. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that I had one, but yeah. Yeah, you had a, oh yeah, you didn't mention that in your history. Sam had a 3DS for the record. And I played like two games on it. It was fine. 
so yeah so you had that slider but then you also had like a little nub on your right for your right thumb that you could essentially like use as like a separate joystick but it didn't have like it was just like a nub right it was like you know those like back in the day those like mouse those like mouse nubs on like old school uh laptops it was like that essentially but like it didn't really have like any like tactile like it didn't have any like give to it it was like very much just like kind of there and you just like used it i don't know it's hard to explain anyway so it was a little bit bigger felt better in my hands like that's one thing that 3ds always like cramped up my hands because it was like pretty small um and i have like bigger hands so like the uh the the 3ds xl like really like fit my hands a lot better so yeah so i I played like a shit ton of games like as i mentioned like mario kart golden sun i played like metroid on the uh advance the ds oh man like so many games like scribble knots again mario kart 3ds you know golden uh not golden sun uh bravely default like so so many good games like the the mario uh 3d land i just like like i just played so many games on those handhelds especially the 3ds like there's a period of time where like 3ds was like my main driver like i would bring that to work every day i was obsessed obsessed there was this thing in uh 3ds where you could do street pass where if you passed another person with that also had a 3ds like say you would just pass by somebody on the street they would quickly talk to each other and then that person's character would now be imported into your 3ds and then you could use that you can use their character in like certain 3ds uh uh, games there's like the me plaza and you could do all these like street pass games you could get uh, tokens to play these games the only way you could to get these tokens were to be walking around with your 3ds and i think every 100 steps you got like 10 coins or something like that so i was i very very much was in the ecosystem of the 3ds you know the street pass getting coins mm-hmm. also when you went to mcdonald's they would you would get the last six people i think that were there that would get the me pass so i would love to go to mcdonald's i would literally just like walk into mcdonald's and then like walk out like no exaggeration walk into mcdonald's i'd like be like looking at my 3ds it would like flash green i think like the little light would flash green when you got a street pass so i'd see i got like the six street passes from the mcdonald's and then leave also i remember uh you know i made friends with um i can't remember her name but Back when we were back at the other location at work, there was a, uh, another girl that was working nights. And I remember on nights, I would keep street passing somebody. And I'd be like, who am I street passing? Who am I street passing? And then one day I saw her. And she's like, oh, am I street passing you? I'm like, oh, you're the person I've been street passing with. So then we became friends after that and like talked about 3DS, talked about Nintendo, whatever. So like I always, I love that feature of the 3DS. Yeah. And then that brings into, you know, more recently, obviously some uh mobile games i had an ipod touch back in the day played some like angry birds and like cut the rope played some like remakes like we we're talking in the last podcast kotor played the kotor not remake but like kotor port is the better yeah. word for it uh played kotor uh you know scribble knots again yeah obviously pokemon go ba- like that like that's now to me like i can bring my switch mobile and like and it, it is portable and if i said if i were to go on some sort of big plane trip or train trip or you know somewhere where i was going where i knew i would need to i would have a lot of downtime like i'm only going to work now and it's like uh, i don't want to just like bring it just like to work and like playing on the streetcar it's like whatever so nowadays mobile gaming for me is pokemon go like that's my go-to 100 percent. i i enjoy it it is it is fun um we had big go fest last weekend two weekends ago 
lots of shinies is 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 good times how about you do you do any sort of mo you were playing that you were playing that uh what do you call it the skyrim or not Skyrim? oh yeah elder scrolls Blade. elder scrolls yeah that was actually probably the most i got into a mobile game on the phone and it was kind of fun but it sort of became a repetitive almost a rock paper scissors thing where like oh you're fighting this enemy so you want to use this type of weapon with this type of magic you know like that sort of thing that and it, it was okay it had a bit of a story which was all right but uh yeah i don't know what it is it's just like it's um playing on a mobile platform like the phone i'll play like a quick little game like uh download like a board game on there or something like Catan or what have you but i think for the engagement that i want when i'm playing a video game because to me playing a video game and when i do it isn't just like oh you know i'll just play a video game it's like okay I'm sitting down, I'm playing a video game, I'm focusing on this. You want to be immersed, you want to be immersed. Yeah, exactly, and I find I just don't get that from iPhones or iPads or other phones. Yeah, no, I think that was one, uh, what else have I played on there? There was a Minecraft on there, I tried to check that out, but it's not very satisfying on a small screen. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, I really haven't played that much other than the occasional board game port i find like i'll find something that'll tickle my fancy for about a week but then after that i'm just like listening to music or something like that not enough focused on mobile gaming sorry guys yeah no i i i i see what you're saying it is it is tough to find that immersion and it's like also when i uh, when i go to work now like i could see playing it on the streetcar like if i had to sit down for an hour but it's like i sit down for like 50 like 10 15 minutes and then i transfer and then i gotta get back on i gotta wait and then i gotta get on another streetcar and then it's 10 15 20 minutes again and it's like i don't have that like sit down time to be fully immersed yeah that's why i like the little bite size kind of like Pokemon, well, Pokemon go-, go oh sorry you were gonna say it, but Pokemon Go sounds like it's great for that exactly exactly that's why I love it so much like I do sit there and you know pull it out and play for you know maybe 20 minutes or half an hour or something if I have shit to do chores daily stuff whatever sure but like it's the perfect game to like oh do you have two minutes to like you know wait you're waiting for the bus or like you're on the streetcar or whatever it's like the perfect like little bite size like I can play like for like five minutes and then just like forget about it yeah but yeah so like and 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 like you kind of talked about it before where like gaming like mobile gaming is made to be kind of like slightly bite-sized i will agree with that for sure like i feel like you do need to have that in mind when you are creating a mobile game i mean i'm sure some mobile game or you know again i'm using mobile and portable interchangeably here some of those some games they probably just throw it out the window and we're like we're making a game we don't care how long it is but i feel like most mobile and portable gaming games are like we need to keep that in mind i remember playing the link between worlds game for 3ds which was um an entry into the zelda game which was kind of like a soft remake of a link to the past now this game i thought had the perfect amount of bite size ability i feel like you could play this game and like that's what these games need too where it's like you could play this game where if you just want to sit down and play it you could play it for like two three hours but if you just want to like knock out a dungeon or whatever in like 20 minutes you could also knock out a quick dungeon in like 20 minutes so right. they they do need to keep that in mind I, I i agree with what you said before but yeah they will always struggle with immersion but i know i feel like some games will just always lend themselves better to other games 
But now too, with with like the Steam Deck and stuff like that, and the Switch and whatever, it is very easy to just hit a button, set it like close, put it to sleep. Back in the day with the 3DS and the DS, you just close the the clamshell, put it in your pocket. Like you didn't really have that with like the Game Boy back in the day and stuff like that. You either needed to save and shut down the thing, or you're wasting batteries, or you need to just keep it on. Like there wasn't kind of like a like a sleep mode to the system, right? So yeah, so I feel like that's definitely added more to like the the bite size bite sizedness of games. I think that mobile gaming will become I mean it's already huge. Like one thing we forget about is the fact that like financially it's gigantic. It's the like it's probably the biggest video game market is actually just mobile games. Like little iPhone games uh make a fuck ton of money. Oh, oh, they make all the money and that's yeah. why and they're a huge reason too that like now gaming is such like the like when when you talk about the gaming industry you they're they're including mobile gaming yeah and and but what i think is with the development of uh once as technology gets faster and smaller you'll start seeing more immersive and more uh experience i don't think experiential is the word i'm looking for but you know like more complicated games i guess will start becoming easier to play while you're on the go somewhere but I think also a bit of it is simply the mindset. Like, I, I can't speak for you, but for me, it's very much just like, even though I do play games where I play for a little bit, then stop, come back to it later, when I'm traveling or going somewhere, I'm not looking for, like, a fully engaging experience. Like, I find, for mobile games, like, why board games are great is because it'll just pick up where you are and the rules are already, you know the rules when you start the game. But, like, I find I don't recall what I'm doing. Like, when I was playing Blades... I would play it for a bit, put it down, and then whenever I started again, I'd be like, even if it was just later that day, I'd be like, oh, what was I doing? Oh, right, I'm trying to go to this dungeon. Oh, what, what am I looking for? What kind of resource? Like, I have that problem it, in games generally, though. But that's the thing. Like For me, when it comes to games like on my systems, whether it's a console or PC, I, you know, when I sh- power it down and then come back even longer than a day later, I still am recalling, like, okay, I was doing this, and this was my other goal, and this is where I was. Like, There's something about a game on a portable platform that... It has, it has almost like, I don't think ephemeral is the right term I'm looking for, but it has a sort of like transient quality where it's very like, oh, I'm doing it. And then as soon as I put my phone away or use my phone for something else, I forget about the game completely rather than a video game that I'm playing, which I like to do in my spare time. I'm like, okay, this was fun, but just while I'm working, I might think about, oh, you know what? I'm looking forward to getting back and playing it for this reason. With mobile games, I never had the thing. It was more like, oh, I have a moment where I could be playing a mobile game. I'll open up and be like, what was I doing again? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Also, um, to just jump off what you said i think a lot of times with mobile gaming when you stop playing a mobile game it's not because you wanted to stop it's you're like oh my bus is here oh i got like my stop is here oh like my friend i'm like i was waiting for this thing and now it's here so you like stop it in the middle of what you were doing and you put it away while as if you're playing a console game or a pc game at home you're generally like oh i got to this point in the game i'm good i'm i'm saving i'm powering down the system I know where I am tomorrow. You know yeah. what I mean? Everything's, I don't know. That's how I like to play. I like to have like, you know, all my resources good, all my, like all my inventory for the most part. Good. Yeah. Like I'm all set to go. End, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm set to go for the next time I play while with mobile gaming, you're kind of like a lot of times stopping in the middle of what you were doing because of life. Like you're out and about yeah. in the world. It's not maybe like the exact, like number one thing that you're doing right now. You're kind of doing it more in the background. Um, but yeah, I mean, having said that, I think there is space for the theme deck or the theme deck, the Steam Deck. I've called it like nine different things this podcast. The Steam I Deck, like the Stream Deck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's probably what it will turn into. Um, yeah, with like you know cloud based gaming. 
yeah i mean with cloud-based gaming and shit like that i'm sure like that's what it's gonna pretty much turn into yeah but yeah i mean i think there is space for it i think maybe you'll see a lot more people who weren't mobile gamers including mm-hmm. who knows maybe you i think people who have the same mindset as you that are like you know don't aren't like i don't get this mobile gaming business but just are like oh it's not really for me i've always been a pc gamer i need my my big pc gaming desktop to play this game why would i be mobile gaming now it's gonna put mobile gaming or or um you know um it's gonna put that type of gaming into you know these people's hands so who knows who knows what the future is gonna hold for 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 the um the platform i think for me it would be like how i got into console gaming like i really didn't think about consoles much until i played goldeneye and then i was like oh shit i want a console now and i think it with the portable gaming the system is there and let's say the steam deck is everything that it's cracked up to be and it is i would still need to have like something beyond yeah a killer app i guess for which doesn't really make sense with the steam deck because the steam deck is less about oh if you you can't play this game let's say a steam deck a steam deck is more you can play your games on the go it's it's sort of a well, little different who knows? i mean so, somebody might create a game where it's like sure this game is fine on you know playing at home but like you really need to kind of may, i don't know maybe it's gonna be augmented reality or something i don't mm. know but maybe it'll it's be possible, like yeah yeah maybe it'll be like okay this game is fine at home but like on the go when you can like take it to your friend's house and like everybody's got their steam deck there sitting with their steam deck in their hands playing each other maybe that's the way to play it i don't know again i'm just hypothesizing here no, again, mobile gaming, not my cup of tea, but I got nothing against it. And if the Steam Deck uh, turns out to be as good as they say, I may pick one up. If nothing else, for the convenience of like, oh, I don't want to sit in a chair and play fucking Witcher 3. I want to just lie down on my couch. Lazy slow with my well, Doritos on my chest. Well, that's I'm, honestly, when I, with with my, like, I'm fucking spoiled now. Like, when when I put my, my Switch into, like, the dock and play it on my TV, like, playing it at 720, I'm like, this looks like garbage. So, for mm. the most part, I did play my Switch just, like, lying down in bed, like, you know, with the inch, with the screen, like, two inches from my face. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I don't know. We'll 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 see. But yeah, I guess the last thing I wanted to ju- talk a little bit about was like I guess like the future of mobile gaming in general, which I think probably is going to be pretty tied to microtransactions in mobile gaming. Oh yeah. So I mean, again, I know I say this every episode, but I always thought this would go short. <laughs> I always I thought this episode would go short, but I want to just kind of tie up this episode with yeah the the future of mobile gaming and how specifically. You know, obviously you could talk about the future of mobile gaming in general, but I also want to talk about uh, specifically how that relates to, um, you know, microtransactions. Yeah, if you want to, you you talked about it a little bit with your, uh, fuck, I keep wanting to call it a Skyrim game, uh, with your... uh, Elder Scroll Blades. Thank you. you, uh, With your Elder Scroll Blades game, you talked a little bit about the microtransactions. If you maybe, I don't know, if you maybe want to jump off from there. Uh, yeah, well, actually, Blades wasn't very heavy on microtransactions. Um, you could buy stuff, but I found in game you found you would use it more to speed things up. And I've always been with these mobile games. I think from the very first time I played a game that had a speed up mechanic, I'm like, ah, I see what you're trying to do here, you goddamn scam artist. And I just never spend money on the things. But I I do feel that there's something about the mobile platform or the portable platform, whether you're talking a phone or a switch or what have you. Where I think as we were talking just a few moments ago about the sort of, it's more of a bite-sized blah, 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 blah. I think that lends it to a sort of bit more of an easier mentality of like, 
oh, we're not asking you to buy little microtransactions for this game. You sit down and play for five hours. We're asking you to buy microtransactions, these little purchases like these for 99 cents. You can get that sword that would otherwise take you a day to get kind of business. I think there's something about the mobile platform that lends itself to that almost on a psychological level. I, I wish I had like a psychologist to talk about many things, but this specifically to find out what the like the proper term for it is. There's something about the platform and the presentation and carrying stuff around your pocket and bite-sized playing that I find lends itself easier to, oh yeah, I'm willing to spend 99 cents on this. I'm willing to spend like a dollar twenty-five here and there kind of thing. So yeah. I, I think it'll be heavy in the future if it's not heavy already. Yeah, it's funny because in my mind, the mobile gaming, it's almost like, hmm, how do I want to put this? It's almost like since I'm playing it for like such a little bit amount at a time, I don't mind grinding. Like, you know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like, it's like, I know, like, I kind of like having that goal to work for. It's like, if I, it's like, if, if you just pay the money and get the thing, it's like, then like, cool. Like I have the thing now, but like, I didn't have that, like me trying to like get this thing for weeks or months or whatever. And then getting that accomplishment when I get it, it's like, if you just get the thing and pay, you know, two ninety nine for the thing, then it's just like, whatever so i think like that like i can open the thing up i can open the app up and i can just grind away for you know maybe you know five minutes whatever i can close it and be like okay cool i made a little bit of progress towards that but i think you're right in that most people don't have that mindset most people are like i can only play for five minutes at a time i want to see those results now so it's like sorry go ahead no, yeah. So I was just agreeing with you. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, well, I just want to add a qualifier. Sorry, I realized when I went on that little rambling thing about how microtransactions lend themselves to the platform. I meant more in a broadly general populant population. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, personally, no. I mean, I'm spent a little bit here and there, maybe over the years, but it, it's it's just not for me. It doesn't. It's not a big deal. But I can't see it becoming, especially for people who have gambling addictions, things like that, because it is such a instead of like a long term work towards something, you can have your quick rewards quickly if you just spend a little money. So I think it's. I don't want to say predatory, but it's definitely an aspect of mobile gaming. Oh, it's it's predatory. I'm going to get into that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's like, I can see that, right? It's like, if you're sitting at home, you're like, okay, I'm going to have a solid little play session here. I'm going to put in three hours worth of time. Mm-hmm. And most games, you put in three hours worth of time, they're going to respect your time and you're going to see gains from that. But it's like, if you're only putting in like five, ten minutes a day into a game, you're not going to see those gains. You're not going to see that progression and you're going to want to, you know put your money in to that to see those gains to see that progression to get that thing now where it becomes predatory is i'm sure there's multiple ways but we talked about this in the last episode two episodes ago two episodes ago when we were talking about the shadow of mordor episode mm-hmm. where you hit a paywall where it's like yes this game is quote free to play i did air quotes i don't know why um this mm-hmm. game is free to play so you pay no money you're like okay you know i see this i'm it's it's a slow grind i can see where i'm if i paid money i can you know get get there faster but then you hit a specific point in the game and with shadows of mordor this was about you know two thirds three quarters through the game where you just hit a wall where you know maybe you just are you know playing fifa ultimate teams online and you're like my team will like to get better guys on my team. I need to win, but to win, I need better guys on my team. Or you could be in like a game where to progress, I need to like grind a shit ton of XP or it's like, Oh, to get more chances to play more levels like bejeweled. I need to pay more money to get, to play more, to get more lives, to get more chances, whatever. And that's where like games, I understand like they have to make money free-to-play games are probably pushing you a little bit toward you know paying money and you know 
I have said this before. We, we had this conversation the actual the other day where, yes, Pokemon Go is a free-to-play game. Yes, you can pay money. Yes, I have paid money. But it is very much still, like, they are becoming increasingly more predatory and increasingly more money-gated. But it is still very much a free-to-play game. Like, you can do everything in the game for free that everybody, like... Obviously, if you're like hunting a shiny legendary or whatever, if you pay money, you're going to That's not a legendary, but sure. Um, but it's but shiny, you, right? Well, all the Pokemon, pretty much, except for like cast form, can be shiny. Um, different versions of cast form. Um, anyway. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, every, every every shiny just means a different color variant. So it's like every Pokemon has like the regular color variant, and then there's like a shiny color variant. And the shiny one is like in the main series games are ultra rare. In Pokemon Go, not as rare, especially with like special events and stuff like that. Anyway, if you're hunting a shiny legendary, you're going to have more chances if you pay money. Like it's pretty much a dollar a chance, but you have like, like a free raid pass a day, plus like free remote raid pass or whatever. You can do whatever a paid player does. A free player can do whatever a paid player does, but the paid player will have an increased chance, a faster track to get there, whatever. So, I mean, now you see things, and we talked about this in the other episode, on the other episode, where you have, like, psychologists, you have, like, child psychologists, you have, like, psychologists on staff that are like, this is how to make your game more yeah. addictive. And that's where it's like okay like you need to dial it back when you're like specifically putting like all these like you know bells and whistles and color patterns and shit that like really like tickle your fucking lizard brain to be like ooh, shiny i need thing like i want thing oh i didn't get thing i need to pay money to get thing again and like everybody like you know what i mean like your card is tied to your phone pretty much you can you know very easily at like a like a click of a button or like a tap of a of a button or whatever you can get more very easily and you see these whales that are spending and you know whales are the term for people that spend an inordinate amount of money like these games aren't aimed like free to free to play games mobile games aren't aimed at people who are spending like you know whatever like something somebody like me who pays maybe i don't know twenty dollars a year in pokemon go no they're they're aiming at the whales the people that are spending thousands of dollars a month you know what i mean and every game has them well, they're also aiming at you, the people who only spend 20 bucks a year, but there's thousands of you as well. No. Like, trust me, you're really, part of their factor, their budget as well. They're not just like, oh, it's, it's a nice such a side. small amount. No. The amount that whales pay, they're attracting whales, man. The amount, like, if you look at the percentages, I don't know what the exact percentages are, but they, I'm sure they differ between games. They're aiming for the whales, I guarantee you. Oh, the yes, absolutely. But what I'm saying is your $20 purchase a year... Yes, it's not what they're banking everything on, but you're definitely like a line in their ledger where they're like, oh, and we also make this money if we keep it in this form because this guy will always pay 20 bucks a year. Like, how no, long has Pokemon Go been I, out for I five years? I, I, it's, how it's, long has Pokemon Go been out? Five years? Yeah, but I'm saying it's like... You spent 100 bucks on it. Yeah, okay, hold on. Can I, like, the thing is, they're not aiming for me because I'm such a small percentage of what their entire gross is that they're not they're not tailoring the game for me. Obviously they need to tailor it to the point where like all the free to play players will revolt and they'll, they'll, it'll be like bad um, publicity and stuff like that. But they're aiming for that top 1% because that's who's spending 99%. That top 1% of players is spending 99%. Why would they 
advertise why would they tailor their game to the 99% of people who are making up 1%? Again, I'm making up numbers here, but it's such an inconsequential number because whales spend so much money. They are tailoring their games to the whales. I guarantee it. Yes, you're right. Their number one target is the whales. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is like don't think they're like, "Oh, we don't think like cuz you've been playing the game for 5 straight years now, right? So it means it does have something in its design that keeps people like you around to pay 20 uh bucks a year cuz okay there are whales but let's say there's only like a thousand whales there might be like a million two how many people play but it's, it's, Do you know it's not though but i'm saying the percent but if you have two million people playing i know what you're saying a year that's 40 million dollars a year but but then compared to like the nine trillion dollars that the whales are spending it's inconsequential that's I, what i'm saying well no but what i'm saying is i'm not saying that but it's they so want inconse- the whales money first, but you are also a factor. Don't think they're just looking at the whales and they're ignoring you. They I'm also not go- saying they're ignoring you, but I'm saying they're tailoring the game to the whales. Okay, sure. Believe me, they're tailoring the game to the whales. I, I can't stress that enough. Anyway, so these whales are spending... Because, like, me, I'm spending what? Fucking... The average person is spending, what? Like, $5 a month, we'll say? The average whale is spending like $5,000 a month or something, or like $1,000 a month. Like, it anyway, so you have these people that are spending that much money, and it's like, I'm sure some of them can. Some of them are probably filthy rich, and they can spend that much money. But I'm sure a lot of them probably shouldn't be spending that money on on that. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, if you're being predatory, and you're really forcing people to make these decisions, then like, that's pretty scummy. So, I don't know, I I think, like you said, I think that the mobile, and, like, you see it a lot with, like, a lot of mobile games, like, Nintendo, especially with, like, the 3DS, a lot of 3DS games became very, like, mobile-ified, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, that sounds right. Like, you could see, like, the mobilification of of games, and, like, you could see that they were, like, not shovelware, but yeah i mean like you even have like you know blizzard with uh the newer diablo game where you know they're like what you don't own phones where they're just like taking these like beloved ips and just like shoving them into a fucking um like mobile ecosystem where it's like you know you can play the game for free but then you know at like after level i don't know level you know 14 after you've already like dropped like 10 hours into the game at level 14 you're like oh i can't beat this level because you know i don't my gear's not good enough but also i can't progress anymore because i can't beat this level so what do you do you get pushed into like oh i'll spend a couple bucks i'll upgrade my armor i'll upgrade my weapons i'll become a little more powerful okay now i can beat this level you start rolling again along and then you're gonna eventually hit this paywall again i do agree with you broadly but i think it's less you can't progress and more oh you can progress but it's gonna take fucking forever to do yeah, so I, you'd hope so but now there's a lot of games that hit a hard paywall uh, i would just drop a game at that point but that's I me mean, yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure there are people those games are i guess absolutely designed specifically for people who are going to drop the 20 bucks every day or whatever but yeah no it's uh it's unfortunate that like such a neat idea of being able to carry a video game around your pocket which as a kid who grew up like pre-consoles even that would have been a that was a dream and now it's just uh essentially a almost like a casino in your pocket i mean that's yeah, not fair yeah. that's not fair that's a no no you're I, right you're right i think it's... that analogy has a little no a little you're, more nuance, i think but... you're I think you're right because I mean obviously for every 10 games there's going to be one game that's you know fair to its customers that is I'd always rather just spend you know 
$9.99, $14.99, whatever on a game and just have the game. And like, okay, fine. If there's little like cosmetic microtransactions, that's for you to decide. Like little like, you know, okay, I can buy a cool hat for my guy or like a funny emote or something. But I mean, you also see a lot of these games that are PvP, which I touched on earlier, like a like a soccer, mm-hmm. like like the EA, like soccer games or like Clash of Clans or whatever that, you know, you are going up against other people. And like a lot of these like the once you get to these games like a Clash of Clans or whatever, once you get to a high enough level where you're like playing against other whales, it becomes this meta game of flexing on other whales like you know what i mean it's not only like oh i'm i'm stunting on like the fucking the 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 free-to-play players it's like no 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 the new metagame once you reach like the upper echelons of the of the fucking you know the gaming community is stunting is flexing on other whales and it's being like yo look at all this shit i have it's like you think you spend a lot of money on this game look at what i got Mm -hmm. and the and the games are like like yes Please do this. Like, you know what I mean? They're only winning. Capitalism's only goal is to make more money. Exactly. Capitalism gonna capitalism. I wonder what would happen if the Soviets had won, what video gaming would be like. Tetris. Every game would just be Tetris. I both find that horrible, and I'm okay with that. But it wouldn't be like Tetris, like how we have Tetris now, where there's like 1,900 different versions of Tetris. It would just be the exact same Tetris, but then like every like nine years, it would get like a color update. And then, like, every, like, four years, we'll get, like, a soundtrack update. That's yeah, it. Yeah, they but probably it would just have five-year plans on how to do Tetris. In the 2017-hundredth year of the revolution, uh, Tetris would have been great. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're, they're mandated to increase their yields accordingly. Mm. That's fine. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like mobile gaming, like, it's it's sadly the future like you know what i mean like it's like consoles were not will probably never go away you know aside from streaming whatever like home gaming will never go away but i feel like like mobile gaming is just putting like everybody has a phone you know what i mean yeah there's probably more mobile gamers than there are actually quote unquote console gamers. oh 100 and like that's been a huge that that's been a huge increase in female gamers as well is that they're mobile gaming and then not only are they mobile gaming but then that like you know leads a lot of female gamers into a game because they're like oh this game is fun oh yeah i remember i used to play you know games back in the day like oh like let me grab a new nintendo or like oh like let me grab a new uh like pc or whatever and like like let's get this going so it's like it's a good entry point it's definitely like helped people kind of like get back into it helped people discover the medium and um yeah i mean the install base is like essentially everybody like you know what i mean so you're never gonna see it go away i just really hope that again i don't have my finger on like the pulse of like the mobile gaming community i just really hope that there's a lot of like you know obviously there's gonna be these shovelware games there's gonna be these like free-to-play shitty predatory games i just always hope that there's gonna be like some good diamonds in the rough. Like I played, like well, what was, you, you played it too. The uh, Swords Brothers, uh, brother. Yeah. Um, what was that? What was swords that and Sorcery. Yeah, Swords and Sorcery. I think yeah. by Something Brothers. By yeah, that was a great little game. Like you yeah. play through it kind of multiple times with like uh, you're adding more to the story. The the art was really cool. The sound was really the sound design was cool. The music was awesome. So it's like you're always gonna have these like cool little um, gems and like that's that. I I hope they. I hope that's not gonna disappear. Yep. And yeah, Steam Deck, cautiously optimistic. We shall see. Yeah. All right. Well, I think 
that's going to end things for us, unless you have anything else to I add to that. I don't know. Them. It's been an hour and a half now. I know. I really <laughs> thought this one was going to go short, honestly. <laughs> okay. I, so cut, I. I, cut, I cut like three topics that we were going to talk about, to be quite honest. <laughs> oh, wow. And I don't mean like big topics. I mean like no, specifically mobile two. gaming. Yes. Our, our part two of seven of our mobile gaming opus coming to a theater, coming to Netflix soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be a live action series starring Matt Damon and uh Hmm. Hmm. Who would play a good you? Is John Candy still around? You're Matt Damon? <laughs> I'm not John Candy. Though I would I no, I'm fu- I'm funny, I... so I would be a good John Candy. John who Candy I, would be good. Who do I think would be you? No, you're not Matt Damon. I wouldn't be no, John I'm better Candy. better looking than Matt Damon. I don't need to look like a 45 year old dad who drives a suburban and goes like oh oh if only i'd married that art college girl all right if you weren't wearing van shoes that would be you wow Wow. (laughs) anyway yeah when you look at me buddy chilling vision of things to come i'm fine with that that's 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 fucking i hope you are because you're you're heading to that van life soon down by the river baby Mm. um yeah do you want to let people know where they can find you uh that actor what was that guy's name? Chris Farley. Shout out to Chris Farley. Farley. Uh, yeah, my name Sam underscore last name. All spelled out. No uh, actual physical underscores. Just the word underscore. Uh, at Instagram. And that's actually about it right now. Uh, setting up some things. There might be some surprise announcements in the next episode. But patience, my friends. Patience. Uh, yourself, who are you? And where are you at? You can find me on most things at l-a-n-c-a e-l-a-e-n-c-i-a-e uh twitter and instagram that's pretty much the the the, the things i use yeah I think, and mm-hmm. i think i learned that we both really need to get handles that we don't have to explain i I never explained <laughs> mine i just spell it out well that's what i mean like you spell it out i have to say it's not an underscore you should just spell it out uh okay so it's at s-a-m-u-n-d-e-r-s-c-o-r-e L-A-S-T-L-N-A-M-E. Oh, God, I'm tired. Yeah. Actually, we... I'm going to have a nap. That's, that's the last time it's ever been spelled out. Yeah. So, uh, also, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, please check out Mind Refinery, the fine people that presented this podcast. You know, we've been a little slower with turning out content, obviously, during these times. But we got we got a bunch of stuff. We got a bunch of stuff coming. There's, uh, there's going to be some good gaming stuff coming, some good music stuff. We got it. We got a little... Uh, actually, I don't know how much I should say about that. So we'll just say we got stuff coming. We got we 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 got stuff coming. I love the mysteriousness. Ooh, you're gonna you're gonna find lots of fun stuff there. We 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 got you covered for all sorts of all sorts of good stuff. I'm sure if you're into something, we've probably done a little a little short or a little docu series or documentary on it. Um, if not, well, maybe, maybe we will. And again, I told you, I'm sick of it. Fucking check it out. I'm fucking sick of this shit. Wait, don't don't get mad, Andrew. So, don't, Andrew Just check it out. Andrew, it's down. free. Sit down, Andrew. Oh, it's free. Oh, oh God. Oh, 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 oh. Ah! Oh, oh, it, oh. All right, that'll do us. Thanks so much for joining us here on Buffs and Nerfs. I I hope y'all have yourselves a wonderful afternoon, evening, morning, whatever time it is for you. Have a terrible night, though. No, no, no. no. Awesome. Take care. You don't want to overuse. Really, Sashi. So